Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome to the show today. Oh, you're just not going to believe this show. How great it's going to be. But first, a special shout out to my friend Yoshiko Dart. Yoshiko, I hope you're having a great day. And, okay, here we go. I have 17 countries that listen to this show. And who do you think is in first place, again, for most listeners? Ireland. Ireland. You're like setting the pace because you were all of last year. It's amazing. As I've said before, I don't know what you're doing there, but you have phenomenal disability advocates. But, of course, I appreciate all of you listening to the show, no matter where you are in the world. And I would like to thank our sponsors. First, AudioEye, who is a sponsor the first part of the year, and they sell a software product for digital accessibility. But our lead sponsor for the entire year is none other than Highmark. What a great company this is. Highmark sets the pace for hiring people with disabilities. And David Holmberg, my hat is off to you all the time. So, now this is like turning the table. So, bear with me here. I'm the amateur, and the star is soon going to be talking because Rob Pratt is so well known. I mean, he's known. He is the um, anchor and talk show host on KDKA News Radio, but he's been doing work forever on KDKA. And he's at events all the time. And, well, he's a celebrity. So, Rob Pratt, welcome to the show. Hey, Joyce, I'm really happy to be here. And you know how much I believe in what you're doing. And uh, just thank you so much for the invite. Oh, it is our honor to have you, Rob. So, hey, for all of our listeners here in the United States and throughout the world, what caused you to pursue a career in radio? You know, it's just always the love of entertainment, you know, years growing up and just being fascinated by the whole media and just was something that literally from a very young age that that was the only thing that I wanted to do. And when I got out of high school, I got into a broadcasting school and, you know, did all the little odd jobs to, you know, make ends meet until I would get an opportunity from being a busboy and a waiter and a maitre d', a lot of uh, work in the um, service industry. And then... You know, I, I jumped out to jump in broadcasting and started uh, in the late 70s, and uh, here we are now in 2019, and I've been at KDK since the spring of 1985. It's been an amazing journey, for sure. Wow. 1985. Rob, that's right. the same year I had my accident at the movie theater. That is amazing. So, yes, you've been doing this for a long time, uh, Rob, but you were doing this prior to KDKA, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I did all of the, you know, stops along the way that you're supposed to do to matriculate, hopefully, to a major market. And I was fortunate to get that opportunity. And I worked in Ambridge. I worked in Newcastle. I worked in Beaver Falls. And these are, of course, little communities in and around Pittsburgh. And I also worked in uh, eastern Ohio for a number of years doing sports and various shows there, too, as well. And did a little work in West Virginia. So, as they say, I paid my dues, and that road uh, really kind of eventually brought me to Pittsburgh and the world's first radio station actually getting ready to celebrate 100 years in 2020. So it has definitely been amazing, to say the least. Isn't that something? I'm so proud of that. I tell people all the time, I mean, I am really proud of that. And I want to make one other comment. For all of you listening to the show, and especially young people, listening to this show. What I really liked is how Rob told his story about at the beginning how he did menial jobs and then how he was a waiter and a maitre d' and, you know, did all of these jobs 
He didn't just wake up one day and here I am, a famous radio uh, star. He worked his way up. And sometimes because of whatever our family has told us or whatever you've learned from TV or your friends, you know, there isn't just you wake up one day and you have it. You have to be willing to work and, and, you know, work in areas that some people would not because, you know, they want to start out and be the CEO as soon as they graduate. But I was really glad that you told that story, Rob, because I think that's important for our young people. Well, what it did for me, too, Joyce, it kept me involved as far as entertainment because the place that I worked at which is no longer around, was a supper club where we had a lot of national acts and local acts that would come in and entertain. And I had opportunities to be in the entertainment industry, you know, waiting on people, meeting people, networking. And the thought process was, as long as I'm in this media, eventually this has got to help me when I get into the radio industry and television industry, which was my, my obvious goal. So I was thinking about where I would be years down the road and planning and learning and studying along the way. So there was a bit of a method to my madness for sure. Yeah, well, that's, that, is, uh, that is a great story for others to hear. So, uh, Rob, tell us about your show right now, and then tell us how our listeners can follow you. Well, I tell you, I do a lot on social media. Uh, you know, I did television for 20 years, and then in 2008, you know, as I was getting a little bit older and making a transition, I decided to kind of step out of that media and just stay with the radio career. And, you know, social media came along, and I thought, boy, what a great tool this is. So I do a lot of stuff on Facebook. You can find me there. My last name is P-R-A-T-T-E, Rob. I'm on Twitter, at Rob Pratt, and also YouTube. Got a lot of followers, and I would love to have more at YouTube.com slash Rob Pratt. But uh, my radio show, it's amazing to think what I can do in just the, the, the days that I'm on during the week. And it is Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then I'm in the office doing production work and various interviews and setting things up as far as what I'm going to be doing on the weekend. But I've been involved in something on the weekends that started back in the 80s, long before you had the Home and Garden Network and the Food Network, you know, and home improvement shows on television, these lifestyle shows. We began them decades ago on KDK Radio. So in that two-day period, I do everything from a gardening show, a cooking show, a financial show I sit in on from time to time, obviously a sports show, we do open talk, we talk about headlines that are trending around the world and also obviously in and around the community, Uh, so it's an amazing journey between Saturday and Sunday when I start each day at 5 a.m., and then on Monday nights, I'm, I'm in uh, during the, uh, the Allegheny Health Network, which absolutely has that great partnership with Highmark. They do Medical Frontiers with Dr. Gerald Pfeiffer. That's been around since 1991. Just a, a great show for people to have a chance to learn about medicine and to get help with the Allegheny Health Network and Highmark, who I did a television show for, for 20 years, and there's not a better brand or a more caring brand in our community than Highmark. Always proud to promote them. And then a gentleman by the name of Dr. Christian Conti, who's a psychologist who has got a national reputation. He has a program called Emotional Management. I'm in the studio with him on Monday nights, 8 to 10. And then Tuesday, uh, we have what we call Pittsburgh Works Programming, in which we talk to various companies throughout the region for an hour between 7 and 8. And then I am in open talk from 8 until 10, talking again about various subjects that matter to the community, whether they be of local interest, national or international interest. And we bring various guests in as well, too. So between that and the social media that I do just about every day, we pretty much do daily programming every day on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, from news and sports to community interest. And later tonight, I'm going to be out at one of the AT&T stores doing a little technology, a little penguins, getting ready for the Academy Awards on Sunday. So the plate is full, Joyce Bender, very full. Oh, I know it is, because I see you everywhere on social media. So a question I have is, if they follow you at... uh, Rob Pratt, P-R-A-T-T-E, on Facebook, or at Rob Pratt on Twitter, or YouTube. 
will they know when your show is on? Uh, I no, mean, do absolutely. you have- Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yep. So they'll they'll know uh, when you're on and when the live show is. Okay, that's good. That's very good because Thanks. I know people want. And I'm telling you now, if you're listening to this show, you have an interest in disability. You either have a disability, or your child has a disability, or you work with people with disabilities, or you're trying to hire people with disabilities. Whatever it is, you care about quality of life for people with disabilities. So you know why I'm bringing that up? Because you've got to follow Rob Pratt. You know, one thing we say in the disability community is that we remember, we remember stores, corporations, restaurants, people, entertainment that care about us and that remember us. And that is Rob Pratt. So may I say I'm endorsing him. Everyone should follow him. He is a great person, the real deal, and he includes people with disabilities. And with that, we're going to go to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Rob Pratt, News Radio KDKA. We'll be right back with Rob. This is Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back everyone. We're talking to Rob Pratt from News Radio 1020 KDKA. And I have to tell you, at the break, wow, this man is a hard worker. We're not talking about three weeks every year at a golf club. Um, Am I right about that, Rob? Yeah, but, you know, work has kind of always been like a hobby to me. I mean, I love it that much. And, 
Joyce, you know, and, and for people listening, um, uh, especially around the world, when they think of Pittsburgh, they think of steel and manufacturing and blue-collar jobs, and we've evolved into many things now, and there's so many exciting things happening in this region, and hopefully Disability Matters will be getting a lot of folks with disability into various manufacturing jobs that are happening in the region, especially the natural gas industry. You know, we've got this multi-billion dollar project happening where I live down in Beaver County along the Ohio River in Manaka, Pennsylvania with Royal Dutch Shell. So that's very exciting to see, and it's really been stimulating our economy. But growing up, my dad was involved in manufacturing, and it was always, you know, work today, work tomorrow, and get your work done, and work hard, and play hard, and, you know, the more you work, the more you can do for your family, put a roof over their head, put food on the table, so I've always been a part of that mentality, and I just made that transition from the classroom to the workroom, and honestly, you know, every job has its moments, but for the most part, this 40-plus year career has been enjoyable to me. I mean, I get joy out of doing good, promoting good, and that's why I love social media so much because I can take my smartphone, my AT&T phone with me anywhere and do what I did on television for 20 years and get immediate reaction. And if you can promote good with that social media tool it just is tremendous. And I've said this many times, what Facebook and Twitter and YouTube have done, not just for the younger generation, but for baby boomers like me, it gives you a chance to stay plugged in to what's happening in and around the world that you live in. And to me, that's a magical, magical thing. Yes, I agree with you. And Rob, now on YouTube, you right. have radio shows on there, correct? What I do on YouTube is the same thing I do on Facebook and I do on Twitter. They're you know, two-minute videos, a little more, a little less at times, and we do basically a newscast. We do a sportscast. Uh, we'll go to a sporting event and talk to various athletes or a coach. We'll go to a, a local restaurant and have a roundtable discussion about what's happening in Washington, D.C., it, it really basically is like you turning on your television and following your local station throughout the day. It's that exact same format. And then obviously I promote all of the different things that I do on KDK Radio because that's still my main avenue as far as my job is concerned. So a lot of it is cross-promoting what's happening on KDK Radio, giving them a visual of our studios and reminding them to tune in and how they can tune in at Radio.com or KDKRadio.com. Now, how do people, again, find your YouTube? What is that again? That's just real simple. If you go to YouTube and, and search my name, Rob Pratt, P-R-A-T-T-E, or you can go to YouTube.com uh, slash Rob Pratt and just become a subscriber. I'd love to have you. Yeah, well, we, you know, we want to be supportive of you. And I agree with you that through social media today, it keeps you in the know. It's like instant news, instant changes. Um, I, I mean, it, it is unbelievable. And may I tell you, kids, they were kids then, that I went to high school with, classmates, all get right. in touch with me. These are people I, yeah. you know, that I have not talked to since 1971. It, it's just amazing what social media has done. You know, nobody I know there's bad. Nobody has to be alone. Nope. Nobody has right. to be alone in this world that if they have that is, smartphone or that desktop. It gives them the sense of, hey, I'm not alone. And to me, you think about people who are older, you know, our age and older, one of the toughest things for them, and, you know, I even see it now, Joyce, with my kids grown. I mean, you miss those voices. You miss that human contact, and that's what social media can do for you. Yeah, that is a good point. As a matter of fact, I don't think I ever told you about this, but I have on Facebook, it's called the Bender Lead On team page and what it is is kids that have been bullied um, you know across the United States and people that support them go on Facebook and join that page now right now I think we're up to 500 young people on that page uh, and this year we want to go over 1,000 but let me tell you what the point is that you can go on this page and say hey 
I'm being bullied, this is what's happening to me, and all of a sudden, all these people come out, you know, hey girl, I've been through that, hey, I'm here for you, and all of a sudden, you have friends across the country, so I agree with you, uh, That that's a great example of what you just said, but that is so true, it's a way to conquer isolation. Well, you know, the sad thing of it is, Joyce, when I was growing up in the 60s, you had communities, you had neighborhoods where you knew your neighbor. You could stand on your front porch or walk out in your yard or driveway and look to your right or left, and you pretty much knew everybody, who they were, their first name. But because today society is so transient and people live hermetically sealed in their house and they don't really come out and socialize as much as they once did, a lot of things have to be solved via social media, and that's another aspect of it, where back when I was a kid, you would never have bullied anybody, especially someone with disabilities, because if your father or mother would have heard about it, believe me, you wouldn't have had to wait for any authority to come in because they would have intervened and it would have been stopped very quickly and you would have been sent to that house to apologize and to make it right. So, you know, we just knew the difference between right and wrong and parents had the ability to tell even if it wasn't their biological child, look, you don't do that stuff in my house or in my neighborhood. And there was that respect factor that started as a very young man that, hey, these are my neighbors, this is my extended family, and I want them to be treated the way I would want to be treated. So that's how social media has evolved. It really has become one big neighborhood is what it is. Yeah, yeah, isn't that the truth? So, Rob, how do you like living in Pittsburgh And what are some of your favorite things about Pittsburgh? Well, you know, Pittsburgh is the city of neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether you're in Bloomfield or whether you're on Polish Hill or you're in the Strip District or you're in the Mon Valley or down my way in the Beaver Valley or the Ohio Valley, it's just people. I love all of the ethnic backgrounds. I love the faces of the sounds, the voices, and obviously the great food, the great entertainment venues, our sports teams. You know, you mentioned Ireland. I have such a long relationship and just respect for the Rooney family. I, um, it's a special place, and I could have probably lived anywhere in the world, but I, I'm glad that I decided to stay right here because, you know, I like the Four Seasons, and, and I enjoy the whole idea of being a part of western Pennsylvania. It's nice to see the leaves change colors in the fall. It's kind of nice to tramp through the snow in the winter and that smell of a spring rain and the, the searing heat of a 4th of July and being at one of our wonderful three rivers. It's, um, it's a special place, and uh, I'm so glad that uh, I'm here in western Pennsylvania. I think it all comes down to it's a melding pot. It's the cultures, and I've said many times we are all uh, together as one, and that's how we need to look at life as one. And I've always felt that being a part of Pittsburgh and the tri-state. Yes, I agree with you. I am a Pittsburgher. I love this city, and I love it for most of the reasons you said. I love the people. I love the friendliness. I love the uh, neighborhoods. I mean, Pittsburgh is just very special. In addition to sports, culture, um, you know, the three rivers, I mean, we have so much to offer here. Some of the best restaurants that have been now heralded in the news nationally. It's just a great place to be, which is why it is so hard to get people to leave here. Even when you go to other um, well, actually, right there in Arizona, where our studio is, they have this big um, restaurant, and it is a Steeler restaurant. Like, it's gigantic, and everyone in there watches every game and, you know, wears all the colors, and uh, no matter where they move, black and gold, whether it's with the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, it's all black and gold. And and you're right about that. You're right about the people. But I had you on today, Rob, because I will be your friend forever because of what you've done, you know, This man will call our mutual friend, my employee, Lee Hassinger, and say, um, oh, I'm going to have Joyce on. No reason, no reason, because he wants to talk about disability. He is so committed to this. It's astonishing. And he, he was 
gracious enough to come to one of our uh, staff meetings, and people were just so overwhelmed that you don't know this, but that you came, that you, someone of your stature, would come to our meeting, our staff meeting. And I, I, I talk about you all the time including to CEOs or different people that I talk to. And my question to you is, why? How did this you know, happen? We've, we've shared a number of stories. And, you know, I was even talking to uh, one of my uh, many show hosts that I spend time with on the weekends. And, you know, I even asked if I could mention his name. His name is Joe Dentisi, and he owns his family, a local independent grocery chain known as Coons Market. Um, And we have talked many times about how he has hired many people with disabilities. And I go in and do a lot of social media videos throughout the week at a number of his stores. And many times I will choose some of these young men and women with disabilities to hold the phone, shoot the video, and to talk to them. And I just, I, I can't say enough of what joy it brings me to see people who actually thrive in the workforce that have disabilities. All of the stories that we have shared, I was thinking about coming on your show today, and I started to think, where did this really start with me? And Joyce, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but if it's uh, the first time you've heard it, I think you'll understand once I finish it. I'm in kindergarten, and that's, what, the average age of five years of age. It's the first day of kindergarten. And I grew up with an incredible mother and father with five sisters, but I was the only boy. So was I spoiled? Did my mother give me a little extra love? Absolutely. So when it came time to, you know, break away from the apron string and go to my first day of school, this was long before they had preschool. So that first day when I went to that elementary school, that was my first day pretty much being separated from my home and my family. And it was scary, you know, for a young child. And, I mean, I had a rough time, and I didn't want to go, and it was, you know, a day of kicking and screaming. Well, lo and behold, a young man who I noticed was different because he had braces on his legs, and he had crutches, cerebral palsy was the disease, he friended me, and he comforted me and took time to come across the room, a struggle that it was, to sit with me, and to make me believe that it was going to be okay. Well, lo and behold, he was a neighbor of mine in the uh, neighborhood that I grew up in. We have been lifelong friends, and, you know, he was to have been gone many years ago, but through a, a sheer blessing, he is still alive today. It's been a while since I've seen him. I think of him a lot, and I just have always, since that time, have always had this thing about wanting to help people with disabilities and when I found out what your mission was promoting them and getting them jobs with great companies like Highmark and I mentioned my friend Mr. Dentisi at Coons Market and I see a lot of people with disabilities out in the workforce you notice it now more than ever because obviously being plugged in with Bender Consulting it's just it's become a mission of mine it's become a passion of mine and even though I am not able to do the great work that you do by actually make it happen any chance I can promote it or to just reach out and show some sort of respect by a handshake or saying good job to someone with disabilities, whether it's standing in the checkout line at Coons Market while they're putting my groceries in that plastic bag, I do whatever I can to just let them know that disabilities do matter, and I just want to say good job. And I really think, whether I'm conscious of it or not, I think it really started on that very first day in kindergarten with my friend who I love and respect to this day. And let's face it, it's been a few years since that happened, but all of these things that happen to you in your life are a building block to where you eventually end up in life. And I think a lot of it had to do with that one day, that one moment in time so many years ago. Wow. Isn't that amazing? The impact that that can have. And by the way, you are having a major impact because of all the people you're reaching out to on the radio when you talk about why you should hire people with disabilities. So you are doing a lot. And I know we're now going to our news break, uh, Advocacy Matters. And I know that the Perry, Jude, 
who heads up our Advocacy Matters as our news person, will agree with everything that I just said. So, Perry, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Joyce, and I'm glad we're talking again about employment of people with disabilities and all the work everyone is doing uh, to uh, get that great job done. And in addition to the employment of people with disabilities, there are the wages that are paid to people with disabilities. And uh, thanks to Congressman Bobby Scott of Virginia and Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, our community has legislation now that would amend Section 14C of the Fair Labor Standards Act and help us transition out of the subminimum wage for people with disabilities. Both wow. the United States, I know, it's incredible oh, news. That would, be, that would be amazing. It's called the Raise the Wage Act of 2019. So both the United States House and Senate both have bills and have a section in the act that promote the economic self-sufficiency of people with disabilities by phasing out the subminimum wage for people with disabilities and transitioning to fair wages for individuals with disabilities. This happens over five years. It doesn't happen overnight. The transition happens over five years and it moves us from $4.25 per hour to $12.85 per hour Again, over five years. And included in the bill, the Secretary of Labor will provide technical assistance and information to any employer who needs help and assistance to transition to the new wage. In addition, this legislation also increases the minimum wage for all workers to $15 per hour over the same five years. Now, the Senate bill, SB 150, has 30 co-sponsors, and the House bill, H.R. 582, has 197 co-sponsors. The bill had a hearing already on February 7th, and we have information that's getting posted to our website today about that hearing. So if you go to disabilityrightspa.org, you can find a link to that hearing. You can watch the whole hearing. So you'll find a video of that hearing and all the written testimony from that hearing. Now, a vote has not yet been scheduled on the Raise the Wage Act. But we do want to let you know that advocacy matters and it's time for the practice of paying people with disabilities a subminimum wage. It's time for that to end. It's a relic from 1938. This archaic statute creates and reinforces a life of poverty and dependency on public support. So Joyce, the Raise the Wage Act is a move towards justice and independence and equality. We know people with disabilities want employment, not pity, and we want real wages. So thank you for letting us talk about the Raise the Wage Act Visit disabilityrightspa.org to view all the materials on this bill this week, and we'll talk more about it as it moves through Congress. Oh, thank you so much. That is a really great update. And if they go, one more time, your website for everyone. Yes, disabilityrightspa.org, and it will be called the Raise the Wage Act. Yeah, that's good for you to read um, so that you can contact your uh, congressman, senator, uh, as, you know, once this is going through. Uh, But thank you so much, Perry Jude. Thank you for Advocacy Matters. Thank you, Joyce. Well, we do, Rob, every show. We have like a little CNN news break 
on, on something going on that impacts people with disabilities. And with that sub-minimum pay, there are people with disabilities that have been paid 10 cents an hour. So that oh. is why this is a big deal. Well, you should be proud because you have become the voice of people with disabilities. And with that voice, there's hope. And I think that's all anybody really wants in life, whether they have disabilities or not. Once you have no hope, you have no life, no meaning. But as long as hope is there and it rings eternal, then you have a reason to get up every day. And that's what these jobs do for people with disabilities, Joyce. That is right. That is dignity and respect. Rob, you know what? I don't think I ever asked you this. How did you first meet Lee Hassinger? Just Lee, a, a radio enthusiast and various events and just very passionate, and I mean passionate and driven about making what you do matter, meaning getting the word out in the community and constantly just over and over reminding folks the significance of it. And he's just a great source of inspiration to me. He really is. Oh. You met him years ago, right? Oh, yeah, many, many years ago. When we were both a little bit younger, a little bit more energy, but we're still very passionate, and that common bond that we have is what you do at Bender Consulting and with this radio show, Disability Matters. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lifelong friendship that's been forged in helping people like Lee, who is such an overachiever with disabilities. Yes, I hired Lee like 20 years ago or more. And when I met Lee, every job he had, he was paid as a volunteer, which means he was either A, not paid, or B, just given a small amount of money. And yet, he had this four-year degree from Edinburgh. So I hired Lee, and he's worked for us in so many areas from arranging sign language interpretive services, scheduling interviews, um, and getting out my radio show. I want to tell you about Lee. Lee is positive every day. I do not remember yet coming in in the morning and him not saying, welcome to today. I mean, he is just fabulous. And without a doubt, your biggest fan, Rob. Well, likewise, I'm, I'm his biggest fan. And, you know, when there are those moments in our life when you have to pick yourself up and say, do I have to go again today? You think of Lee, and that gives you the ability to just, well, get in there and do what you have to do. And by the end of the day, you realize how much it is your passion and you appreciate it. And Lee, in his very special way, gives you subtle reminders, whether it's literally eye-to-eye, an email, a text message, or just that thought process of thinking, where's my buddy Lee at today? And I bet he's happy wherever he is. So he's been a big, a big emotional boost for me as well as hopefully I have been for him. Well, you have. And you actually have met other employees of mine. And these are people that yes. work in IT, engineering, accounting, you know, all these different fields. My question, why do you think... 70% of people with disabilities are still today not counted in the workforce with double the unemployment rate of people without disabilities. Why do you think we have this high unemployment? I think a lot of it's just being narrow-minded, thinking that they can't when they can. And I also think, Joyce, believe it or not, I think there are some good people who have great hearts and are compassionate if they just feel as though they don't want to put them in a position where they fail. But what they don't understand, and I can say this firsthand because I see it every day when I'm out doing things that I just have to take care of, like going to get groceries at Coons Market. If you put someone with disability on the launching pad, they not only will get where they need to go, but they will soar. And they will also help your other employees, like I talk about Lee, make them appreciate what they do even more. There's such a win-win factor hiring people with disabilities. All you have to do is give them a chance. They'll do the rest. 
but I think there's a number of reasons, but I think it's the fear of the unknown more than anything. And once they get by that and step to the other side, they're going to simply say, why didn't I do this sooner? Yes. And the, I always tell companies, you want to start, you start by hiring people with disabilities. That's what changes the work face of America. But the second thing I tell them is just so you know, you already have hired people with disabilities. They're working for you right now with epilepsy, depression, MS, bipolar disorder. It's just they're not telling you. But they already work for you. You just don't know it. But if you want to change how managers feel, start hiring known people with disabilities. Start hiring people with disabilities. That's what's going to make the change when they see how excellent they are. So, Rob, I know this gets you fired up every time I talk about this, but kids with disabilities are bullied more than any other group. Spit on, called names on Facebook, you should die. Um, I mean, I could go on and on with horrific stories that even have caused some young people to take their life. So I wanted to ask you, especially for young people listening to the show right now, and even to the parents, what advice do you have? If there's someone listening to the show right now, and they're being bullied every day, what advice do you have? You know, on my sports show this past Sunday... And I was thinking about this as I was sitting here just listening to various aspects of you and your show today. And I kept thinking when she asked me what would my advice be, we were talking about Jim Valvano, the late basketball coach of NC State who passed away from cancer. Dick Vitale, his dear friend, who I've had on the radio and been so blessed to have an opportunity to promote the Jim Valvano Fund, Jimmy V Fund. He said in his speech, as he knew in his heart that his life was coming to an end, just never give up. All I can say to everyone listening who has a disability and who has been through that, first off, I can't understand how that even happens because it would have never happened when I was a young man because we knew better, we respected. But the thing that I've always admired about people with disability they don't want you to treat them any different. They just want to be treated like you would treat anyone else. And I think if people could just see that in their mind, that they're living, breathing human beings who have emotions and obviously just want to fit in, if you could get beyond that, I think a lot of this, these stereotypes would go away. But my message is just simply, no matter how tough it gets, no matter how many times you fail, no matter how many times you've been told no, no matter how many times that door has been shut in your face, just simply repeat over and over and over, even if you have to say it out loud on a crowded bus, because it matters that you never give up, period. Never give up. And I agree. I agree, never give up because, you know, I always tell young people, get out your remote control and change the station. Don't listen. Just keep on moving. But parents, when you make fun of people with disabilities on TV or on the street or whatever, you are the one fueling that fire. You are. You should not do that. Don't you agree with that, Rob? I totally agree. But let me just ask one question of you. Why do you think that that's even an issue today? Uh, and maybe it was just that I can't believe where I lived back in the 60s and the 70s. But that just would have never happened. And we had, as I mentioned, that one young man in my neighborhood who would actually come out and sit with us when we were playing basketball and baseball. And he was a vibrant part of our neighborhood, just like the rest of the guys were. And I just, it would have never happened. And I don't understand where we have gotten in our society today to where you have these horrendous things that are happening, school shootings and obviously the bullying issue. I just don't see why we have fallen so far as a society. And I think our public leaders, 
people that are out in communities, people that are out there promoting a, a, a social effort of some kind. We have to do everything in our power, but especially where it really all begins and ends at home with our children, we have to explain to them, but for the grace of God, so please don't do that. And even young bullying in high schools and elementary schools and junior highs across this country, kids are doing to each other that don't have disabilities. How precious life is and how quickly time goes. So you've got to embrace it every single moment. And if it means you can help someone with or without a disability, then that's a good thing. And that's what we're supposed to do. And it gets back to what I was saying earlier, Joyce, about social media. It's like a power tool. If you use it the right way, it can do incredible things. But if you mistreat it or misuse it, it can do deadly things. And people cannot forget that. Social media is just like a power tool. We can build buildings and structures with power tools, but if we use them the wrong way, the building doesn't get done, and they can also cause us harm. I just wish people would dig deep into their heart and understand why it's better to stand together than divide it. Oh, amen to that. It is a, <clears throat> as you just said, we shouldn't even be talking, have to talk about this, <clears throat> but it is. And when you are on social media, I'm talking to my listeners, and if you do do something like that, say something horrible, you know, you're a freak, whatever it is. Just remember, no matter what happens, that's on you. Much easier to say things on social media than to someone's face. And often, Rob, the reason is that person has gone through something terrible. And this is how they're dealing with it by taking it out on someone else. But Always remember, that's a great example Rod just gave about, gave about the power saw and how it can be good, it can be bad. And thank God there is more good than bad. But we've got to keep standing up. We've got to keep helping our brothers and sisters and the young people. We've got to keep doing what is right um, and just that is what makes the difference. So I think about you, Rob, and I think, wow, he's such a good person. You're, you are such a good person. Um, so you had to have one or two or more role models in your life that had an impact on you, and who would that be or they be? You know, I mean, obviously, it's people that I've worked with, but you, you look at your family, your immediate family, and my father and mother are truly right there. But this may surprise you, and I don't know if anybody's ever said this, but I'm just going to be blunt about it. I have three beautiful children. I have a daughter who's 17 who's set to graduate from an amazing high school, one of the top 50 Catholic high schools in the country, Quigley Catholic. I love what they do in the Catholic diocese and the education system in Pittsburgh, and she's about ready to graduate. I have an older son who has a wonderful wife, my son Tyler and his wife Sarah. They have a beautiful little uh, daughter who was just born in recent months, Grace. And I love all my children the same, believe me. But my middle son, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, he's 24 karat gold. He's uh, my son, Robbie, who is a sophomore at Penn State here in Beaver. Uh, he's going to school for uh, computer technology and cybersecurity. And he is such a bright light, and he is a gentle giant. He stands about six foot five, and he obviously hovers over his father. But I have watched this child uh, from the time he was born, Joyce, and I have seen such magic in him as far as how he treats others, how he helps others. He's willing to step up and do things in the community that even as a child with a lot of his same traits I would have never thought of doing, I look at him and I say, because of him, I have to do the best that I can the rest of the way. And in moments that all of my children, my daughter's smile reminds me of my mother, my oldest son, his mannerisms, his hands look like my father, but my son kind of is the, the spirit of my entire family on both my mother and father's side, and obviously his wonderful mother, who really is the driving force behind it. I just say to myself, what a role model for me to look at every day to make me a better person. So I may be the only person 
ever to tell you that my role model is one of my children who is going to soon be 20 years of age. Strange, but it's a fact. If we could all live our life like that child who's now a young man, the better we could be. And I want to be all I can be to make him want to make me my role model. Wow. Now, yeah, that's a first. And I've been doing this since, uh, let's see now, 14 years. I've been on the air 14 years. Your one son, what makes him so special to you? Because, you know, as most young people are at that age, and look, I was one of them. You know, you're into peer pressure. You're into social, social status. You're into what your clothes look like, what your physical appearance is, and obviously how well you're doing in a particular sport. Are you on the A-list as far as high school, the in-crowd, if you will? My son has never had an ego to where that all mattered. All that mattered to him was family, helping, being a part of the community, and learning, and a love of history to where we will sit where I'm at right now in my home, side by side in two chairs and watch television and watch the History Channel as we have since he was a small child. And now I sit here with him at the age of 62, and he is soon to be 20, and he is educating me as I was educating him as a small child. He's just, he's such a bright light. And, and what it does for me, Joyce, all of the negative things that we were talking about and bullying and why does it happen, and I mean this for all of my children, but because he and I have been so connected from the time he was born, pretty much with me every day, even on the job, he would go with me and we would spend a lot of times together because of our love of model railroading. There was this connection is the fact that I look at him and it's that word that I talked about earlier. When I get upset and I hear all of the tragedy and I'm there every day in the radio business covering these stories, which are horrific, I think of my son to where once again hope rings eternal that I still believe the greater good and it will come out in the end and it'll be people like him and my other children who will take the next generation to the next level and we will continue to thrive, not just as a country, but as you said, all of the various people listening to you throughout the world, we're all in this together. And what happens here, what happens in Ireland, it all matters for that human race, which is the most important race that we're ever going to be in. Oh, thank you. And Rob, I want to thank you so much for being with us. I want everyone to remember to follow Rob's radio show and social media and YouTube. Remember, Pratt, P-R-A-T-T-E. So, Rob, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Very simple. When you think it doesn't, think again. Disability matters. Make a difference. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay, well, listen, we end every show with a quote. And today that quote is from Charles Schultz, who said, A whole stack of memories never equal one little hope. And isn't that so true? This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.